So Psalms 97 verse 10 says, Ye that love the Lord hate evil. Now, the Lord will give you a mind and he will help you to shun evil, my brothers and sisters. He will help you to get rid of sin in your mind and in your heart. But I also want to take you to Proverbs 8. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 13. Amen. Hallelujah. Look at what the good word of the Lord says. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. So we go from love to fear. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, and arrogancy. And the evil way and the forward mouth do I hate. Can I get a witness in the house of God? So we go from the love to the fear. And what is fear? What is to fear the Lord? We know. What is it, church? It's to have respect for his name, to have respect for his character. Amen. So when we come to the house of God, have fear of the Lord. Love the Lord with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Amen. So if the Lord will, gu will guide you into all truth, then the love of the Lord has to be inside of you. And the fear of the Lord has to be inside of you. Amen? And if you have the love and the fear of the Lord, He will guard your mind from all evil. And your mind will become more godly. Amen? It makes sense. Right? Amen. Hallelujah. But I want to take you to another verse, brothers and sisters. Amen. Because the world teaches what is love in the world. And Hollywood is very good at that. And they even put movies that will attract men and young women that this is true love and you will have a happy ending. And even the Disneyland movies will even teach our kids that they will have a happy ending. But Hollywood teaches us a perverse kind of love, a passionate love. But the word of God, love, true love, is to love the Lord and fear the Lord. But it's not a feeling, brothers and sisters, but a living principle inside of you. That is what love is, is to have to live out your faith. Amen? Hallelujah. Let's go to Matthew. Matthew 22. Matthew 22, verse 37. Amen. So, when you read these verses, brothers and sisters, well, let's just go there and look at what it says. Matthew 22, verse 37. Verse 40. Through verse 40. Look at what the good Lord says. Jesus said unto him. Right? Because we got the Pharisees asking. It says, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? But then Jesus responds to the Pharisee and says, Jesus said unto him, Thou 
shall love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. Now, this is the first and great commandment. To love the Lord your God. Amen. But if you don't have the first step, brothers and sisters, you can't get to step number two. Look at what step number two says. And the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. So if you can't have step number one, you will never get to step number two. Because if you know that you love the Lord, your God, you'll be able to love your wife, your children, your brother, your sister, your entire family. Even if your family whispers something in your ear that you might not like and might even get you mad at what they say, you will still know how to love on them. Amen? Because you love the Lord your God with all thy mind and with all thy soul and with all thy heart. Amen. This is the great commandment. And look at this, what it says. Verse 40. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. On these two commandments hangs the law and the prophets. Now, I've said this before, and I'll say it again, brothers and sisters. The first tablet of the commandments of the Lord, it's your relationship with God. Amen. Can I get a witness? And the second tablet is your commandment. It's your duty to your neighbor, humanity. Amen. But then, I want to take you, let's back up a little bit and go to chapter 10. Look at what it says in chapter 10, verse 37. Are we there? Amen. Look at what it says. Matthew chapter 10, verse 37. Look at this, this statement that the, Lord, that the Lord makes here. Amen. It says, He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Me. He that loveth. That's that. If when you look at this verse and you look at it at face value, brothers and sisters, someone that is not cemented in Christ, someone that is not rooted in the word of God may read this and they might cross and say, wow, that sounds very selfish. Right. How can God demand that I love him more than my wife? They're my children. They're my family. People would say, that's a selfish statement. But when you understand it in the eyes of the Lord, and you understand you love the Lord, and you fear the Lord, and the greatest commandment is to love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all thy mind, with all your soul, and with all your strength, you'll be able to love your family. That's why it's so important. The whole issue in this world that we have right now and the whole problems that we have in this world, it's because of sin. Because we don't love the Lord. 
Some people don't love the Lord. Some people despise the Lord. Some people despise His commandments. Amen. But those that love the Lord and understand His commandments, it's life for us abundantly. Amen. But I want to take you to John chapter 14. Look at what the good book of John has to say. John chapter 14, verse 15. Amen. John chapter 14, verse 15. Look at what the good word says. If you love me, what does it say? If you love me, we should know this by heart. If you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, keep my commandments. Amen. But if you don't love me, what is the opposite of that? You won't be able to keep his commandments. But if you love the Lord, you will be able to keep his commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you half of your life. Is that what it says? No, it says forever. Amen. But I want to take you to 1 John. 1 John. Amen. Chapter 2, verse 4. And I'm giving you just full scripture today. Amen. 1 John chapter 2, verse 4. Because look at what it says. Are we there? Look at what it says up there. Brother Frank put it up there. He said, he that saith, I know him. Look at this. He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments is a what? Liar. And the truth is not in him. Did you guys, did you guys catch that? He that saith, I know him. So in other words, those Christians that say, I know God and I have a relationship with God. But then, the evidence that you know God will be in your relationship with your brothers and your sisters. That's what it's saying. If you love the Lord and you say you're a Christian and you keep his commandments, then you will know how to love your brothers. But if you don't do that is what the Lord is commanding us. If you don't do that, you don't, you're not in the truth. That's what it says. Then you're a liar, and the truth is not in us. You guys follow me? Amen. That makes sense. Hallelujah. That's why it's very important that we get to know the character of God. Let, don't let any man just come and tell you this is how God is, this is how he is, and this is... No, read the word because the Lord is what? Is love. The Lord is willing to forgive, but he's not willing to clear the guilty. Love and mercy, but he also is judgment. He judges as well, amen? But why does the Lord tell us this? Because he has a right he is the only one that has the right to say these things. Why? Because he made a claim. Can I take you there? Isaiah 45. Isaiah 45. 
verse 18. Isaiah 45, verse 18. So, why does God have the right to tell us these things? We're going to find out why he has that right to say these, these things to humanity. Amen? Look at what it says. For thus saith the Lord, Isaiah 45, 18, For thus saith the Lord that created who? Created what? The heavens. God himself that formed the earth and made it. He has established it. He created it not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord and there is none else. He has the right to give us the commandments. He has the right to tell us how to live a godly life. Why? Because he created the heavens. God himself formed the earth and made it. He established it. He created it not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord and there is none else. Now, if he created it to be inhabited, then what is he asking? A relationship. Amen. He's asking to have a relationship with his creation. Amen. So that way you can know how he loves us. Amen. And I want to take you to Jeremiah 31. Look at what it says. Jeremiah 31 verse 3. Because the Lord made a claim. Amen. Jeremiah 31 Verse 3, look at what it says. I like this word. Look at what it says. You guys, you guys there? Are we there? Amen. It says, the Lord has appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. What does it say? With an everlasting love. Not like the way the world gives you love. Because the world tells you you have to be passionate. And it pushes you to lust. It pushes you to sin. It pushes you to have relationships with men and women and multiple men and women. And that's why we have this chaos in this world. And that's why there's abortion now. See, it always, everything that needs to get fixed in this world, it always, the answer is God. The answer is the Lord. Amen. But look at what it says. But I'm not going to get into the whole details of that. Amen. Look what it says, Jeremiah 31, 3. I'm going to say it again. The Lord has appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. Amen. With loving kindness, he has drawn you to him. Amen. Hallelujah. You guys believe it. But if the Lord made a claim, his salvation is conditional then. Amen. Eternal life is conditional. And I want you to go to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy, and today we're, we're getting in the word. Amen. 
So if you haven't read the word of the Lord, you're going to read it today. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. Look at what the good word says. I call heaven, look at this, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose what? What does it say? Choose life that both thou and your seed may live. See, the Lord is not going to force you to love him. He has given you a choice. Amen. He has given you a choice. He says, I'll call, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death. I have given you everlasting life, but I have also given you the choice to choose the other side, which is the wages of sin are death. That I have set before you life, either you choose salvation through my son Jesus Christ, that he has given his life for you to redeem you and to purchase you with his precious blood. Or you can choose the way of Cain. Or you can choose the road to perdition. And look at this, blessing, because salvation is a blessing, or are you going to choose cursing? Because a life without God is a life that is cursed. At the end, my brothers and sisters, you're either going to stand at the gates, or you're going to be consumed by the fire of the Lord. Therefore, choose, what does it say? Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. So what does the Lord require of his people? To do an investigation of the Lord's character. Amen. He tells you, go in here and learn of me. Learn my character. Because many people will not choose God. They will have this uh, uh, perception of the Lord that he is a wicked God, that he is a God waiting to strike them down. But my Bible says the otherwise. My Bible says that the Lord is forgiving, that the Lord is love, that the Lord is, if you choose the Lord, he's a blessing and he will give you life that is abundant. And not only that, he promises you that your descendants will also live. But you will have to do your part to make sure you train up your children in the things of God. Amen. See, the Lord expects you to do your part as well, brothers and sisters. He doesn't just want you to sit there and just take everything for granted. Amen. So the Lord, eternal life is conditional. He, choo he gives you a freedom of choice either to choose him or to choose death. 
You choose. Now, you, you might have this perception of the Lord says, you know what? I don't need him. I don't want him. I'm okay without him. Then you have made your decision. And you will have to end up with the consequences. You will have to live up with, the, with those consequences. That's why the Lord says, therefore, choose life. Choose life. Amen. So now let's go back to Isaiah. I want to take you back to Isaiah 56. Amen. So the Lord made a claim, and his salvation is conditional. Now we have to acknowledge the Lord's claim. Amen. Isaiah 56, verse 6. Isaiah 56. Verse 6 through 8. Amen. Are we there? Look at what the good word says. Also the sons of the stranger. Who's that? The sons of the stranger that join themselves to the Lord to serve him and to love the name. What does it say? To love the name. That's to love his character. To love the name of the Lord. To be his servants. Everyone that keepeth the Sabbath from polluting it and taketh hold of my covenant. See, a covenant, my brothers and sisters, is a legal document between two persons. Amen. It's a legal document. You go into a covenant with two people. You have to hold up your end of the bargain, and the Lord will hold up his end of the bargain. Amen. But I like, the, I like what it says in Isaiah 56, 6. Also the sons of the stranger, that was us, the Gentiles, that joined themselves to the Lord. See, the plan of salvation was since the days of old, brothers and sisters. The plan of salvation was extended to the Gentiles. But unfortunately, the Israelites didn't take this message and push it like the three angels' message that we have to go out there and declare that Babylon, Babylon has fallen, has fallen. And it says to join themselves to the Lord, to serve him. What, is, what does he expect? To be a servant. You become a servant of the Lord. And then when you become a servant of the Lord, he later on declares, now I call you friends. Amen. And to love the name of the Lord, that means you have to love the character of the Lord. Amen. To be his servants, everyone that keepeth the Sabbath from polluting it, and taketh hold of my covenant. Amen. That's beautiful. You know, the word of the Lord is so beautiful. You can't change it, and you can't add to it. It was done perfectly. Amen. But as we as we get going, brothers and sisters, I want you. To, I want to take you to. Leviticus 19, look at what it says in Leviticus. I'm going to go from the old and the new, amen? Leviticus 19. Leviticus 19, chapter, verse 17. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 17. Look at what it says. Are we there, amen? It says... Thou shalt not hate thy brother in thy, what does it say, brothers? In thy heart. 
So if you already thinking it, and many, many have principles, right? Many of us that don't follow God, maybe people that are out there watching us right now and says, I don't need God. You might have rules. You might have rules in your life, but you can't keep them perfectly, right? Now you're doing them through your works. You're trying to do things through your own works, amen? But look at what it says. Thou shalt not hate thy brother in thy heart. What did the Lord say? If you think in your mind and you kill your brother in your mind, you already committed murder. This is the same thing in Leviticus. If you hate your brother in your heart, you might not show it, but in your heart you can't stand him. And you still, you're still nice to him, but in your heart you hate him. Thou shalt any wise rebuke thy neighbor and not suffer sin upon him. Amen. Thou shalt not hate thy brother in thy heart. Thou shalt in any wise rebuke thy neighbor and not suffer sin upon him. Don't sin against your neighbor, brothers. Love your brothers and your sisters. But if you can't discern, maybe when you were before Christ, this is before you came to Christ, you couldn't discern a look. How people sometimes would look at you. And you didn't know whether it was a look of someone that has known Christ or someone that has still shadows inside of them. That is still living in darkness. But now that you come to Christ, even a look can kill a brother. And I've seen that. And sometimes they just, just with a the look, they're already killing you. Ha! Santo Señor. Amen. That's why it's very important, brothers and sisters, to know the word of the Lord and the word convicts us. Amen. But I want to take you to 1 John. 1 John. Because I like going back and forth to the old and the new. 1 John chapter 3, verse 14. 1 John chapter 3, verse 14. Amen? Are we there? Hallelujah. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love, what does it say? The brethren. He that loveth not his brother, what does it say? Abideth in, what does it say? I didn't hear you guys. In death. We know that we have passed from death unto life. Before Christ, you were dead. If you didn't have Christ, you were a dead man walking. But now that you have accepted Christ in your life now, there's no more death for you. Because now you have inherited eternal salvation. Amen. Amen. And therefore, what does it say? What does James say? James says that, show me your faith. And I will show you my faith by my works. Amen. He says, we know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. Because we love the brethren. Let it sink into your heart. I have to love my brothers and sisters. 
He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. So have you really been transformed? Huh? I'm just, I'm not putting nobody down. I'm just asking a question here. So if it says that you're still in death, has your life been transformed then? See, it's not only just to say, I go to church and I'm saved. Because many people have that perception that I just go to church and I'm saved. He said, no, brother. But then you still hate your brothers. But then you can't stand people. You get mad easily. You get upset when people ask you a question. Ay, here we go with the same question. Ay, this brother doesn't get it. It's the same question. And you start murmuring about your brother. Santo Señor. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. So that's one of the fruits of the Spirit then. You have to love the brethren. You have to love even though they might not walk in the word of the Lord, right? We have no right to condemn them. Amen. We have no right. Even if someone doesn't walk like how you're walking. Because sometimes we could, we could have that mindset of a Pharisee. Say, you know what? He doesn't do the same things that I do. They don't dress the same way that I dress. And in our minds, say, oh, he's lost or she's lost. Because they don't do the same things as I do. See, we don't have the right to judge our brothers and sisters. But we can't shy away from calling out sin. Amen. See, there's a difference, brothers. Don't, don't get this twisted. There's a reason why the Lord has called us unto life. To also expose sin. But in a loving way. Now you just can't go around and say, you're going to hell, you're going to hell, you're going to hell. Oh, you're going triple to hell. You're going this, you're going there, right? You, we don't have that right. We're not judges here. The Lord is the judge. He will deal with them. But we, what we have to do, brothers and sisters, is we have to teach them what the word of God says. And let the word of the Lord convict the heart. Amen. But when we start getting into issues that because they don't eat the same way that I eat, they don't dress the same way as I, I dress, or they don't speak the same way as I speak, I don't think they're saved. Let the word of the Lord do the cleansing of the heart. Amen. But let's go to chapter 4. Look at this. Let's jump over to chapter 4, verse 20 and 21. Look at what it says. We're still in the first in 1 John chapter 4, verse 20 and 21. It says, if a man say, what does it say? I love God and hated his brother. What does it say? He is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? If a man say, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. And I've, I've gone to many churches, brothers, and I've met many dear brotherly brothers and sisters. 
And sometimes it's sad when they get up and they bring out testimonies and they speak. Oh, well, my brother say he, he doesn't like the way I sing. Well, I don't care what they think. And they say with arrogance and pride. Well, I don't care. I'm doing it for the Lord. It's like, brother, don't let that affect you. You keep moving. You keep going. You just leave, put them in the hands of God. You just say, okay, brother, God bless you. May the Lord, you know, and don't be, and don't shy away from saying, you know, brother, that's not the fruits of the Spirit. You know, we should love one another with kindness. You know, if you love me, then you're not going to say those comments. See, there's a way on how to approach things, brothers, with loving kindness, but with also correcting the behavior. Amen. And don't, be sh and don't shy away from calling sin for what it is in a loving way. Amen. Can I get a witness? Look at what it says now. Whom he has not seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And verse 21. And this commandment have we from him that he who loveth God love his brother. What does it say? Also. And this commandment have we from him. So he's not asking that we should. Can you please follow? No, he's giving, he's giving us a, what is it? A directive. A commandment. He says, and this commandment have we from him that we, that he who loveth God, love his brother also. So, if your brother provokes you, or your sister provokes you, we should never retaliate. Amen. If your brother, I'm going to say this again, if your brother or your sister provokes you, we should not retaliate. Amen. Is it easy? Is it hard? It's hard. But the Lord commanded us, if we love God, we shall also love our brother. Amen. Can I get a witness in the house of the Lord? So if the Lord is good and the Lord has transformed your life, brothers and sisters, then you will abide in his commandments. Amen. And if we say that we love God, then the evidence that we love God is how we love our brothers and sisters and our relationship with the people inside the church. You, they, will, they will know, you know what, this, this little girl, this little girl right here, she loves. She loves to give. She loves to help the brethren. She loves to help here in the house of God. She always wants to be here and help and give of her service. Amen. Amen. I see the characters, that we, and I see the characters of our brothers and sisters in here, and I'm so proud of each one of you. I am. Because every one of you have given either time or your resources or through your prayers. You have put in work in this ministry. And the Lord sees that. That's why the Lord says today... This 
is recorded against you. Either remember, the Lord is recording in heaven. See, the Lord is also in the business of surveillance. Even though the world has its own surveillance system, amen? But the Lord has a surveillance system that's 24-7, and everything is recorded in the book of remembrance, whether it be good or whether it be bad. But it's, it's a witness against us. Amen. What we love, when we love and when we say that we love our brother, even though they might offend us, even though they might do things that drive us crazy, even though they might say things that is not in line with the word of God, even though they might not dress like you, they might not eat like you. You got to remember, brothers and sisters, that's one thing that the Lord has given me is remember, remember where I took you out from. It took you X amount of years to even get to now. How can you expect your brother that just is barely have uh, five, maybe three years, maybe one year, maybe six months in the Lord, and you already want him to change? People come in. People are going to come in through these doors with earrings in the nose, earrings in the ears, earrings in the, the eyes, eyebrows, all over kind of ears, all over the place. And people will come in with tattoos all over their face. And sometimes when we see those type of people, we ask, what is this person doing in my church? Are we showing love? Or are we already setting ourselves up for failure there? Huh? See, there's a reason why they came in. And they came in, why? Because there, there's a cry for help there. There's a cry for help. See, many people wear their scars on the outside, and many, many people wear their scars in the inside. And you got to be able to discern that, brothers and sisters. So that's why it's very important that we get this. And we understand the character of God. And if you put him first, then you will get to the second one, which is love your neighbor. Amen. And you'll be able to get, if you have the first step, then you'll be able to love your family, your brother, your sister, your mother, your father, your uncle, your cousins, and your dogs, and your cows, and your donkeys, and your horses. You will learn how to love, brothers and sisters. You will learn how to love the people even though they might offend you. You will still carry that love. Because remember, you don't represent yourself anymore. You represent Christ himself now. And this is what I like to say when I tell people, when I tell my son or I tell my daughter and I, or I tell my wife. Remember, how you guys act out there, you represent me. That is how I raised you guys. Now, if I have a son or a daughter that wherever they go and they start stealing, what are they going to say? Is that, what the, is that what the father or the mother taught them? See, when we go to different churches, brothers and sisters, and we show the love of God, even though they might not invite us or give us a good welcoming, right? We still show love unto them. We should always demonstrate that love that, you know what? I wasn't treated good, but you know, it doesn't matter. I'm still going to show you love. Because I represent the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And he is the one that has changed my stony heart into a heart of flesh.
Amen. He is our God of our salvation, brothers and sisters. That's why we have to make sure that we love our brothers and sisters in the house of the Lord. Amen. And like I've always said this in this church, can you imagine when the people are looking from the outside in and they say, do those people really love each other? When they preach and they hear the messages and they maybe there's some people watching us right now through social media and they might say, you know what, I'm going to go visit WBG Church, right? I'm going to go see if they really love the brethren, right? I'm going to go see if they practice what they preach. How will we welcome them? Are we going to receive them and bring them into the house of God with a warm embrace? And tell them, welcome to the house of the Lord, brother, where this house, in this house, the word of the Lord is preached. We will not compromise our faith. We will love on you and not hurt you. We will help you, but we will also call out the things that you need to correct, brother. Why? Because we love you through the word of the Lord. Amen? Can I get a witness? Amen, brothers and sisters. We have to know... How to love the Lord and to fear the name of the Lord. Amen. Can I get a witness? Hallelujah. I'm going to ask my brother Jared to come up. And I want us to, to, to rise up right now. The Lord is good and the Lord has blessed and the Lord has brought this word back into our remembrance. Amen. You know, we have preached many times in how to love your brethren, how to love your, your, your brothers and sisters inside the church. And it's always good to bring it into remembrance, brothers. It's always good to just give us a, a little quick refresher of the love of the Lord. Amen? And as we get going, brothers and sisters, I want you that maybe those that are watching or maybe those that are in here have not gotten have not reached that agape love. Because remember, the Greeks, they didn't believe in the agape love. They believed in eros, that passionate love, which leads to lust. But we in the house of God believe in the agape love. Amen. Just like Peter, brothers and sisters, when he saw his Savior on that cross and denied him, and his life was not transformed yet. But when Peter understood afterwards, that's why Peter was able to write Peter's ladder. Because he understood the steps that he needed to get to, to get to that perfect love. Amen. Peter understood, you know what? I didn't have this agape love. But to, to love, in order for me to get there, I got to get faith first. Because that's how I came. I came through faith, through believing in Jesus Christ. And to my faith, I got to add what? Virtue. Right? Doing. So you see, Peter? Now I understand why Peter put Peter's ladder in there. Because he understood the love, that agape love, that highest love of all, charity. And now, 
we understand it a little bit more. Amen. Why Peter was able to declare and leave this for us to understand that there is a process. That there is steps in order for you to get there. Faith. Virtue. And what else? Knowledge. And temperance. And brotherly kindness. And what else? And the last one, the highest love of all. Charity. Peter understood that that is the steps to get to the greatest love of all. That's how we, I asked I ask this church, we got to make a, a shirt with that. Amen. And we're going to do one. Hallelujah. And it's a good reminder to always remind yourself, Peter's ladder, these are the steps that I need to get to in order for me to reach the highest love, to love my brothers and my sisters, to love those that are out there in the world that maybe they have not known of Christ. And maybe there might be people out there that have a wrong perception of the character of God. But through us, through his servants, they will be able to know how. Say, wow, these people, these Christians, they have been transformed by the love of God. And they know how to love on me. Because people will be out there in the streets and their type of love or their, their way of love maybe might be something else. But in the house of God, we have to show that love. We have to show those people that are hurt out there that there is someone living inside of us that can show and can express that, that holy love and love on them without requiring something back or expecting something in return. That's not love, brothers and sisters. Love is to give joyfully. Love is to give up your time joyfully without expecting something back, without thinking, what am, if I give my time or I give my, 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 my free will offerings or if I give of, of this and that, what am I going to get in return? That's not love. That's not love, brothers. But I ask today that if maybe some of us struggle with love, maybe some of us struggle how to love on our parents, maybe some of us struggle how to love on our, on our uh, blood brothers and sisters or our relatives, or maybe someone struggles right now how to love on their neighbor, how to love on their friends at church, how to love on their peers at church. At, at, uh, at, at work or how to love on their fellow co-workers maybe there is someone that struggles with it and maybe you're a Christian and maybe you struggle with how to love let the scripture of the Lord show you and transform your life through the word of the Lord amen and today we pray we pray that if anybody lacks any love let the Holy Spirit come inside of you today and let Him show, let Him show you how to love on people.
Let him show you. Let the comforter come and show you and guide you to all truth. Thank you, Father God. Father God, as we enter into your presence, Lord, Heavenly Father, your precious word, Father God, is a lamp unto my feet. It guides my steps, Father God. It guides in every direction that I walk, Father God. This precious word that you have left for me, Father God, for me to understand it and to and to cherish it, Father God, and to keep it in the tablets of my heart, Father God. This precious word, Father God, that is written on my forehead and on my hand. Now I understand, Father God, that I shall love, Father God, that I shall love those that offend us, that I shall love, Father God, those that hate on us, that I shall love those, Father God, that maybe despise us, that maybe use us, O oh Lord, that I shall love on them, Father God. And that if anybody right now struggles with love, and maybe you might have a heart that is of stone, ask the Lord to change your stony heart into a heart of flesh. Let that heart be softened. Let that heart be healed. And maybe you've been heartbroken and somebody hurt your heart because you thought that maybe this was real love but maybe you haven't experienced true love that precious love and that holy love that the Lord can only give that love that was willing to go to the cross the cross of Calvary is where I find freedom is where I find peace is where I find rest for my soul is where I was set free. And now my name is written in the book of life. But I also have to make sure that my name is not blotted out from the book of life. So that means I got to work at this faith. I got to work at this love. I got to put in me at my effort, oh Lord. Help me, Father God. Bring me back in harmony, Lord Jesus, with your word. Help me, Father God. To fall in love with your beautiful character, Lord. Help me, Lord Jesus, to come back. And maybe I have forsaken you, Lord. Or maybe I have, Father God, forsaken your love, O oh Lord Jesus. And maybe, Father God, I have forgotten my first love. Let me be reminded, Father God, of those, those first things that I used to do when I found you, Lord. Let me go back to prayer. Let me go back, Father God, to reading your word, Father God, where I used to spend hours, Father God, reading this precious word and getting to know your character, Lord. Maybe, Father God, I have walked away, Father. Help me to return back into the arms of my heavenly Father. And maybe today, Father God, Now I understand how you love with this everlasting love. Help me, Father God, to understand it more and more. But also, Father, don't just help me to understand your love, Father God, but also, Father, cleanse me of my sins. 
purify me of my sins. Cleanse me, Father God, never to be reminded of my sins. As far as is the east from the west, Father God, my sins are so far apart, Lord. Never to be remembered. And help me, Lord, that when I confess my sins, Lord, that by faith they have been forgiven. Never to be reminded again, Father God. And don't give the enemy the pleasure, Father God, to question, Father God, your forgiveness. Help me, Lord Jesus. Help me, Father God, to walk this faith, to walk this Christian life, and to show love, Lord. Help me, Lord Jesus, to come back and to accept, Father God, the salvation that you have given for me, the sacrifice that you have given for me, the salvation, Father God, that, Father God, was left for my inheritance. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for that beautiful cross. I thank you, Father God, for your precious blood that was shed for my sins. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for that precious blood that was shed for my shame. That was shed, Father God, for my, Father God, curses. And I thank you, Father God, because now, Father, I can confess. And I can say, just like Peter said, you are the Son of God. You are the Savior of this world. You are, Father God, the only way to the Father. You are the only way, truth, and everlasting life. You are, Father God, Alpha and Omega. You will be there, Father God, in my end because you were there in my beginning, Lord. And I thank you, Father, for this precious word. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for the brothers and sisters. And I pray for the brothers and sisters, Father God, around the world that are being tested and tried in their faith, Father God. We join arms with them, Father, lifting them up in prayer, Father God. Let them be strengthened right now, Father God. Let the Holy Spirit, Father God, go and comfort them right now, Lord Jesus. Let your precious word, Father God, may go, Father God, and bring, the, bring your precious word to their remembrance of your promises because your promises are yea and amen, Lord. I thank you, Father God. I pray for my brothers and sisters, those, Father God, that have gone before us, Father. One day, Father, we will meet them, Father God, because they have brought the gospel. And because of their hard work, Father God, the gospel was able to reach me, Father. One day, Father God, we will all be reunited, Lord. All those that labored in your vineyard, Father God. Those, Father God, that labored, Father God. We will know our brothers and sisters. And we will rejoice, Father God. Because the Lamb of God is victorious. The Lamb of God has conquered death. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, yes, Lord. The tomb, Father God, where you were buried, Father God, is empty. And that is the only tomb, Father God, that is empty from all these all little gods in this world. You are the only one, the true God. There is no one else like you, Lord. No, there is no one, Father God, in heaven or below the earth. 
or in the earth that is like you, Lord. Who can we compare you to, Father God? There is no one that we can compare you to, Father. You alone are God. You alone, Father God. You are, Father God, Jehovah Jireh. Blessed be the name of Jehovah. And blessed, Father God, is the Son of Man, our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father God, for this beautiful word, Father God. Thank you, Father God, for the remembrance, Lord. Let us walk in love, Father. Let us walk, Father God, in faith. Let us increase, Father God, in knowledge and wisdom. And I thank you, Father God, for the service. I also pray, Father God, for the offerings, Lord. I also pray, Father God, those, Father God, that will join arms with us, Father God. Because, oh, you, Lord Jesus, seek the 7,000, Lord, that were not willing to bow the knee to Baal. And today, Father God, you are seeking, Father God, those 7,000, Father God, that are willing to join without Borders Global Church, Father God. And they are willing, Father God, to join through their prayers, through their free will offerings, Lord. Stir it, stir it up in their hearts, Father God, that they may give, Father God, joyfully. So that way, Father God, we can give, Father God, to those, to those that are in need, Father, the orphans and the widows. And to continue, Father God, to keep these doors open, Father. We bless the offerings and I bless, Father God, those that can give and those that can't, Father God. You know their necessities, Lord. I pray, Father God, that there is always milk and honey, Father God, and bread, Father God, in their homes. Let them be reminded, Father God, that we only give what you have given us, Lord. We only give, Father God, what you have made us good stewards of, Father God. But we know, Father God, that we're not going to take all these things with us. It is better to give, Father God, for your kingdom. Let your kingdom, Father God, be expanded. That everywhere that we may take a step, Father God, that we may conquer new territory, Father. That every time, Father God, that we may go out there to outreach, Father God, let the souls, Father God, be converted, Father God. Let us be, Father God, like those holy men of old that were moved by the Holy Spirit. And let us be men, Father God, that will not fear, that will proclaim, Father God, the righteousness of Christ. They will proclaim, Father God, the everlasting gospel. They will go out there and proclaim the three angels' messages, Father God. And they will, we, we, Father God, will proclaim, Father God, on your, son, on your son, Father God, returning back again. And we ask you, Lord Jesus, that you bless this service, Father God. That you bless it, Father God, and that you also may multiply it, Father God. I ask all these things that you give us a good night's rest, Father. That you take us, Father God, the way we came in. Father God, take us back home and give us, Father God, peace and joy. Don't let the enemy, Father God, take our joy and our peace. Let us put on the helmet of salvation, guarding our mind, Father God, from the attacks of the enemy. That no arrows, Father God, that no weapon, Father God, will prevail against your people, Lord. I ask, Father God, for that holy covering upon your people, Lord. Let the glory fall upon your people, Lord. 
Let us be reminded, Father God, that we were not saved just to be sitting down, Father God, but to do your will, Father God, to put in the work, to go out there, Father God, and show to this fallen world, Father God, what you can do with the fallen, a fallen human being, Father God, that you can transform, Father God, a human being, Father God, from their current condition, Lord. Let us be, Father God, a good testimony. Let us guard our testimony, Lord. Let us love on our brethren, Lord. Wherever we may go, Father God, let us represent you well, Father. Because we are an extension of you, Lord. We are, Father God, your bride. Let the, let the Spirit and the bride say, come. And let the people of the Lord say, come. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. You are our blessed hope, our blessed Savior. And we ask all these things in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the church says, Amen and Amen. Hallelujah. You know what, brothers? Don't grow tired from praying. You know, that's why sometimes we, we bring these messages straight to the point so that way we can also give prayer increase our prayer time in the house of God let it let this house be a house of prayer amen don't grow tired of praying enter into the house of God and if you don't know what to ask for ask for other people if you don't know how to pray then start speaking and praying for your family if you don't know how to pray, brothers and sisters, then ask the Lord, Lord, help me how to pray. Help me to increase my relationship with you. Help me, Father God, to increase, Father God, in my conversation to get to know you in a deeper way, Lord. Amen. And I want to give you a few reminders, brothers and sisters. Don't forget that we have our service at 7 p.m. this Saturday, if it's the Lord's will. Amen. And then we have a big event on Sunday. Amen. We have a big event on Sunday, brothers and sisters. Don't forget, we start at 6 p.m., but we will be here. I'm going to correct myself from the previous time that I said. We're going to be here at 3 p.m. to make sure that everything is correct. Amen. Everything is set up just to make sure we do the final touches. So don't forget, brothers and sisters, on Sunday at 3 p.m., the local church will be here. All the members will be here at 3 p.m. So that we can be ready for our 6 p.m. Amen. We will be rejoicing in the house of the Lord. We will be jumping. We will be receiving. We will be rejoicing with the brethren. And how are we going to treat our guests? With love. With brotherly kindness. With that agape love. Let us be good examples of love. Amen. Let the Lord bless you, my brothers and sisters. Everyone in this house, those that, that are here and those that couldn't make it, may the Lord bless your lives as well. Don't forget, the Lord is my strength, and he is my salvation, and he is my shield, and he will defend me because he is my defender. Amen. I got that from that. Hallelujah. God bless you, my brothers and sisters. Greet one another. Amen.
Wow.